Are you playing that intro over there? Because I can't hear nothing. all right welcome to the outdoor zone live in the bunkhouse oh man it's gonna be good tonight oh that was brutal uh <laughs> it's gonna be good this morning. Brutal. well the music stopped right away and uh just went silent well, I didn't hear any of the music anyway, so it was weird that you just started talking out of nowhere to me. Oh, my so, gosh. Well, I hope it worked on uh, it's, everybody else's I, end. I'm I'm looking at every all the technology in front of me, and as far as my uh, brain works, it looks like we're working. It is the outdoor zone. We are live in the bunkhouse. But the, the difference is I'm live at 404, and that's a whole nother story. And you're live at the farm. So, That's right. Welcome. It's the Outdoor Zone, and uh, this is your live recording of our show. It's uh, 7 to 9 or 7 to 8, somewhere around there on Sunday Or mornings. whenever you watch it or listen to it oh, on the podcast, there all you of go. your podcast networks. How about that? All your favorite podcast platforms. And you can just follow us at theoutdoorzone.com, theoutdoorzone.com. Hey, and this segment of the show is brought to you by our friends over at McBride's Guns. I was over there the other day, and, you know, there's a reason my wife calls that the man spa, because you just go in there and you just, it's just a manly wonderful place um but i always like it when i go in there and there's women in there that are talking guns and uh looking at handguns looking at rifles Be careful there's a lady Treading in there on buying, thin ice there's a lady Treading in there buying a ice. shotgun she was a bird hunter and she was buying a shotgun it was it was great uh but the way society's pounding on our rights to own guns it's imperative we support our local gun shops the one we trust with our constitutional rights is McBride's Guns. They're an Austin family-owned and operated local full-service firearm dealer. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, a shotgun, personal carrier, special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. McBride's Guns has a gunsmith on staff to help you adjust, repair, or modify your firearms. Looking for your personal carry or a referral class? One place, McBride's Guns. Look for a youth model rifle or shotgun. Go where the staff is skilled and trained to help you make the right choice. McBride's Guns. You'll find them in the same place they've been for years, the corner of 30th and Lamar. Call them at 512-472-3532 or online at McBride'sGuns.com. McBride's Guns, they're our hometown gun shop. Hey, I'll tell you uh, before we get too far into the show that your internet is wobbly uh i wonder it's, why it's been wobbly you may turn off your phone internet i just didn't want to go the whole show like that but uh yes mcbride's guns hey i'm cody ryan and i am back from uh a quite adventure the last 10 days or so and tj graney sitting in the bunkhouse i called in last week and touch base with you guys, make sure y'all were all on track while I was out of town and y'all had it going on. You had you had plenty of uh I had plenty John of folks Michael at the bunkhouse. John yeah. Michael in the bunkhouse and I had Rick McGee from Lynchburg, Virginia in a bunkhouse. It was a good show. It was a good show. Go yeah. back and listen to it. Looked like you had looked like you had some fun. Of course not as much fun as when I'm around, but 
I was at a... It depends on who you ask. Yeah, well, that's Beef true. might argue that. Yeah. Which and he Beef. just texted me. He just, he just texted text me. You? Yeah, he said, uh, I missed your birthday, bro, so I offer you a special free birthday bubble bath. Oh, bubble with beef in the... I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. He know he's it's inviting you to go hang way. out in his hot tub. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Uh, it's not so, even... I don't even find it humorous. I just find it repulsive. No, he... Two so men he was, in a hot he tub. He was keynote speaker last night at the uh, Texas Outdoor Riders Association in port arthur he was the keynote speaker for the banquet last night and man not a better uh what a better guy not a better guy to to give the keynote um and so super proud of him super happy they got to do that he's down there beefsteak is down there with cheesecake in port arthur and uh hanging out with a bunch of our buddies uh chester moore and a bunch of those guys down there sam caldwell the artist was down there and uh, yes I have a lot of Sam Caldwell prints and um, signed prints. I'm mostly signed prints. Yeah, you probably got them right around in there somewhere. I got one right over here. Look, there's a signed print right here from Sam Caldwell right there. <laughs> I've got another one right here. So do you have the Indian? Five or six. Do you have the little boy looking in the river and he sees the Indian? Yeah, that's that it right there. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Well, that's my favorite yeah. one that he has. Uh, yeah, that's that cool. Did. Yeah, that's that's Sam Caldwell. The two two eras, uh, eras, 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 e r a s era. Yeah, eras of uh, young men in the outdoors wild and wacky so hey uh a one day belated happy birthday to you yesterday thank you yes yeah Yeah. was it awesome was it everything you hoped it would be we're all was all 12 hours driving just singing the whole time and yeah 12 and a half hours sitting in the truck uh driving back from missouri with my happy birthday singing happy wife and daughter so yes, it was, I mean, we were just quality time. They were there within arm's reach of me for 12 and a half hours, never left my side, mainly. And you were asking them like, really, how do y'all feel? Tell me, let's talk about our feelings. Let's talk about how awesome I am again. Tell oh, me gosh. again how awesome I am. Please. Right? <laughs> oh, it was, it was, uh, it was it's strange you know it's strange being that it is uh a long uh drive all that but it, it was strange being uh it's i mean 40 is like i turned 40 and it's yes, just strange did. it's mentally it asked uh, uh asked our pastor a long time ago i said when is it this was probably 10 years ago, maybe when I was turning 30. I said, when do you start thinking? When does your brain start thinking more maturely? You know, when do you mature in your brain, in your thought process? Or, you know, I make decisions better than I would have. Or, you know, things I I can control, you know, different impulses better or whatever. Uh, but I... I, uh, he said, I don't know yet. And he was in like in his mid seventies. So <laughs> I was going to say that, I was going to say yeah. that has to be the answer because, yeah. uh, there are moments I feel like a nine. It was so funny. Uh, Sandra, Mrs. Granny was reading a, uh, was she reading a book yesterday? I think she was reading Beth Moore's newest book her biography or something and she said uh i'm reading this and i'm feeling like an an eight-year-old kid again uh no no oh it was we were watching uh we were watching the 
um, biography of of what Nick Nicky or Nick, the little Backstreet Boy that died last year. Um, Nick, no, I don't remember his name, but the little blonde haired guy. I don't know. You're watching. Well, a anyway, Backstreet Boy. so we we're watching this biography about this this guy and and just his, you know, how childhood stars just get taken out which I worried about you for a long time being, you know, the childhood star that you are. And, uh, but you made it to 40, so that's good. Um, but anyway, a lot of people were saying when he died that they felt like they were a kid again because they never thought of him older. They always thought of him as a kid because that's when they had, you know, the girls had crushes on him and his, you know, his peak and everything. And, uh anyway okay so happy birthday that's all i wanted to say was yeah thank long, you long roundabout way to say happy birthday i wish i could have been there to see you hopefully we'll get to see you in the next day or two and yeah yeah not a lot's changed just the number uh tell me about out uh Mal maxwell well, super center going on over there Nile Maxwell Supercenter. It's the season of Ram, the Nile Maxwell Supercenter in Austin. Right now you can get two, and, and I think this is, it It makes you think, you know, there are still some good things going on out there because you can get, for 2.9% financing, 72 months, all 2023 Ram 1500 Lone Star Quads or Crew Cabs. That's right, 2%. 2.9% financing. That's the best financing on any truck in Central Texas. With the largest inventory of Ram trucks in all of Central Texas, our inventory has never been this big. Of the 2023 1500 quad cabs, crew cabs, heavy duty Rams, both 2500 and 3500s. Truckloads of 2023s are showing up every day, and you can shop our entire lineup, brand new, just off the transport, Rams, Jeeps, Chryslers, Dodges, with all the options at NileMaxwellSuperCenter.com. But the best way to see our new inventory before they're gone is right here at Nile Maxwell Supercenter. It's a season of Jeep, too, with all the 23 Jeep Grand Cherokees Limited with both two- and three-row seating, now qualifying for 3.9% APR for 72 months. Oh, oh my goodness gracious. For the best selection and Niles promise to beat any competitor's price, go see the experts in Central Texas at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 620 and 183 in Austin or online anytime at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. So everybody's getting to see the behind the scenes. <laughs> really? <clears throat> With everybody true. watching, so it's hard to hide all my mistakes. Yeah, hell. it's a uh, it's a new look, but it is what it is. I was in um, at Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri the last week or so fishing the Major League Fishing Invitational, and I'll tell you, it was that lake. I probably here starting in the next week or two, couple weeks, would not want to be on it as a fisherman, as an angler. Uh, at least on the weekends, but I'll tell you what, as far as catching fish there, man, holy cow, that place has some fish, like numbers of fish. It is incredible. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of lakes that we go to or rivers around the country, uh, you may fish areas and not want to hook the fish during practice, right? Because you can come back and you know that that fish is next to that stump and that's where it lives and you're going to cast in there and try and catch it during the tournament and weigh that fish in. So, you know, there's a lot of practice time that you're not necessarily catching fish or maybe you find fish, you know, on a brush pile out deep, but you don't want to educate them and get them used to seeing, you know, certain baits go through that brush pile or whatever. And so you don't want to educate the fish here on Lake of the Ozarks, the number of fish and i could tell right off in the first hour of being on the lake that catching fish a few fish unless they were very specific fish uh like i during practice i wouldn't even cast to 
what you know you would think is like the the areas that would be holding fish right you know be like ooh that you know tree in the water's got a fish in it i'm not casting over towards it and so i you know cast out in the middle and then just keep trolling past and uh and still catching 30 40 fish a day not even trying to catch fish and uh and of course during the tournament when you're trying to catch fish it slows down a little bit but i'm still catching you know 30 40 fish a day but it was just it's a lot of fun uh to catch fish uh you know regardless of not having a great finish um just catching fish all day kind of keeps you keeps you going keeps your mind in it i think it's a uh a lot easier to stay in the game when you're catching fish and mentally, you know, when you're getting bites and anyone could be, you know, the next good one to the one, the one, you know, I was about a five pounder away. And so, and, and I knew it instinctively just knew that I needed to catch a five pounder. I needed to catch a five pounder both days. I just kept saying, man, I need to catch a five pounder. I need to catch a five pounder. And, uh, and that's what it was, you know, they kept me out of the cut, but uh, there was, there was I, one guy, there was one guy that crossed the stage and said that he sat on a, a five or a seven pound yeah. bedded, bedded bass for hours. And he yeah, said that, that was, one fish will make, can make a difference in how I finish on this. And he stayed that on was, one fish. Yeah. I think that was Jimmy Reese. Uh, and which is Skeet Reese's brother, uh, really? out of California. So yeah, uh, he's an incredible fisherman, uh, as well. You know, if you know anything about bass fishing, you know, the name Skeet Reese and Jimmy Reese has been fishing for, uh, just as many years, just fishing different stuff. And, uh, but anyway, uh, so I'm fishing to the last second. There's a, a tree, you know, kind of falling down tree in the water in this last area that I stopped at to fish. And I take my little Texas rig and I pitch it over there right in the middle of that tree. I thought if, you know, if I'm going to get hung up, then so be it. It doesn't matter. Last cast of the day, I flip in the middle of that tree. And sure enough, if I don't get a bite and I feel thunk, and I set the hook. And whatever it was, I missed or missed, you know, hooking it or whatever. And I mean, it could have been a perch, could have been anything. But last cast of the day, I'm going to set the hook. And uh, and so uh, I miss the fish. It drives the hook into a tree, into that tree or the top of that tree, little branch, you know. And out of instinct, I just pull straight on the rod to release my bait and get it back because now like at you're this point, pulling you're pulling like this not like this not like right yeah i'm up. just going straight at it straight at it straight at it. i'm pointing my rod straight at it, straight towards myself terrible idea i've done this before i've made this mistake before but it's last second i'm not thinking i'm just thinking i get this unhooked or to break off or something, get my rod back. Cause I got to get back to check in, you know, I got to go back to check where I have a timestamp that if I'm late, I, you know, lose weight. Uh, they give me a penalty. So, uh, in a split second decision, I just pull straight back on my rod and that hook and weight come shooting out of that tree and hit me right in the stomach and i was like oh man because it's a bullet weight right they call them bullet weights because their shape and their design like a bullet and it hits right in the gut i i was like oh and i look down and i see the hook and i was like oh man it's stuck in my shirt and i may have to cut that in my jersey it was my tournament jersey and I have to cut that on my jersey. So I reached down, I grab it, and I pull it. And I went, oh, no. Because I felt my stomach on the other side of my shirt move with the hook. And it, like, 
it didn't hurt, but it moved considerably. It wasn't like it was just like a little, the little surface skin of my stomach moved. It was like that side of my gut moved with the hook when I grabbed it. And, uh, and it had already punctured a hole through my jersey. You know, it's kind of that fishing shirt material, you know, kind of stretchy fishing shirt material or whatever. And kind of meshy, so, kind of. Yeah, kind of meshy or whatever. So you, I worked my hook, I cut my line, worked my hook through the shirt real quick, uh, looked at it. I went to grab pliers and thought, I'm just going to pull it out. And I thought, nah, that's a terrible idea, you know? When you just grab pliers and try and pull a hook out, it's there's not a lot of times that ends good. Uh, and so I thought, I know the line trick. There's a trick to get hooks out. It's called a line trick. And so I cut a piece of braid off. It, you have to use braided line for all those wanting to try look this up at how home. to do that. Yeah, don't try this at home. But you do have to use braided line. And so I cut off a piece of braided line off a rod I had sitting right there. And, uh, and I thought, and I grabbed it and I, I went, I may not ought to do this myself. I maybe shouldn't do this myself. You know, I shouldn't do the line trick, tie the line around the hook and hold it down. And then you have to pop it. And, uh, I was like, I don't, I don't know if I should do it myself. And, then I had the idea, well, I'll just tape it down. I'll just tape the hook flat down to my stomach, and that way it doesn't move or dig in any further or whatever, and I'll drive back to weigh-in, and I'll have somebody else do the line trick for me. And so that's what I did. I took, I, I got my first aid kit, and I grabbed the first couple of Band-Aids I could find. I ripped them open, taped the hook down to my stomach flat. Uh, I was worried, you know, when I put on my life jacket, it gonna hit but uh i just sat straight straight back and straight up and kept myself very lumbar position driving the boat didn't twist or turn in any which direction and uh and drove back in and made it back in on time and uh and i get back to stage or get back to stage get back to the weigh-in and um I had already texted my wife right when I checked in. I said, hey, I've got a hook in me. Uh, see if anybody around there knows the line trick or whatever. There were some guys. Al uh, with National Professional Fishing League was actually there. Um, and he and, and some of the FL guys were there at the Major League Fishing event. And uh, and I'd known them from fishing, you know, the year before. He was the MC uh, up on stage and one of the others. And, so he came over and, and one of the guys, one of the drivers and, and helpers there with MPFL actually knew the line trick. And then another angler said, I'll watch, make sure he's doing it right. Cause I've done it a bunch too. And so it made me feel good to kind of have two sets of eyes on it because I wasn't going to watch, you know, I mean, that's the trick. Don't, don't watch. I was going to do it myself earlier, but now that I'm not, I'm just not going to watch. And so I laid down across the back of my boat, the, you know, the major league fishing photographers there and taking pictures and, and, uh, actually one of the photographers had mentioned that he was, he would pull the hook out, but then he thought, well, I'm on payroll major league fishing right now. And if anything went wrong or happened, it would, you know, might not be good that me being at work out with it while they was, yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway, they did the line trick, pop the hook out and, I uh, joked to my wife, I said, well, you got to get some media attention somehow, you know. Of course, I had pictures all over the, the, uh, you know, the, in their, their uh, albums or whatever of, of photos for the day. But it was, uh, it was an interesting moment. But so we'll, it, reminded, it reminded me how uh, how important it is that I protect my family. Right. You know, and I personally do it out true health share and <laughs> oh. true health share. How was that? Huh? True health well. share is a uh, care share ministry, which means that members commit to a 
a statement of standards, which includes a healthy lifestyle choice. Finding affordable, top-quality health care options can be tricky for the sportsmen, entrepreneurs, and those self-employed. But Altrua HealthShare, they're a 501c3 organization that's been sharing a medical need for over 25 years. Altrua HealthShare is not insurance. However, it offers a powerful alternative to traditional insurance and skyrocketing costs. Let me tell you how simple it is. Members each month contribute to a membership escrow account, and then eligible medical needs are then shared from that escrow account. It literally works just like that. No ifs, ands, or buts. It's very simple. If I could tell you how simple it was and how much sense it makes, you'd, you wouldn't believe me. But I, I'm telling you, I've been in a health share for many, many years, Altrua Health Share is the way to go. I've got my family protected by him. And uh, you can find out how much you can save by going to myshare.org. Check it out. Altrua Health Share, where we care for one another. So, uh, well, it and we'll have to find that video and get it posted on the on the social media on Facebook or something because it's learning the line trick and really, we probably need to post a little video on, you know, how do you do the line trick and what that looks like? Because uh, it was it was incredible watching them do that. Uh, so, hey, did you see that article that we uh, about the guys? They were doing a test on the coast of Florida on the saltwater fish, and they were testing them for different chemicals that could be in their meat, be in their bodies. And, uh, and they're coming up with, uh, so they, they started this testing procedure and, uh, they're finding, let's see, they, they're finding, uh, they're all, almost all the fish they tested, tested positive to have a, uh, heart medication in their systems. So what's happening is so people in Florida and it's like, and I, I don't want to say old folks cause I'm 64. So I probably fit in that category, but the, the filters on their, uh, on their, um, sewage and stuff like that, that puts out it back into the Bay, which it's, there's so many people living there now and, and, uh, people are flushing drugs and <laughs> the drugs the chemicals from the drugs are going into the bay and the fish are absorbing that. And no. uh, yeah, no, no it chance. was. Yeah. And it says, uh, it says the Miami based bonefish and tarpon trust commissioned the study as part of its extensive research into the issue. Dr. Aaron Adams, director of science and conservation for BTT said that if the drugs are in redfish, they're certainly in every other organism in our coastal water. So yeah, it's a big concern. We have a coastal fish that is exposed to farm fishery that is fo that is exposed to pharmaceuticals that we know will probably cause problems with feeding activity, migratory behavior, survival, and reproduction. In addition, a number of pharmaceuticals detected, we have absolutely no idea what the effects might be while the local redfish sample did not contain those concentrations. The species is critical to Florida's $13.9 billion recreational fishery. The latest report stated the findings pose a significant threat to an industry that directly supports more than $120,000 jobs. Heart medication, the most commonly detected drug was were uh the others were opioid pain relievers and caffeine. <laughs> yeah. That's are freaking you out, isn't it? That's freaking you out, isn't it? Are these not many no, I don't I just I don't believe it. Um uh, you can't I just you can't believe everything you read. Are these Dude, uh, that's a that's a scientific that's a scientific report. I have it right here. It was on the internet. I know that's and the it, problem. but it makes sense, right? It makes sense. It was in Florida, heart medication, uh, pain medication, and caffeine. <laughs> it sounds to me like that was AI that fed you this article. No, no, no. Uh, on your stuff. Yeah, 
No, I, uh, I just can't see how much is there. I wonder if there are like manufacturers of those drugs along that river system or in those bay systems. Well, they're There's saying no that the, that the, the sewage processing plants are overwhelmed with all the new people that are living there now. And, and so, so the it's not cleaning out the water the way it's supposed to before it dumps it into the bay. I bet you, you could go up and down. There's some other places you could go. Who knows what's in the water supplies around California. There's got to be all kinds of, you know, psilocybin, mushroom, THC, marijuana, crack cocaine. Don't eat those fish. You go on a trip. Ugh. Ugh. That's called a fishing trip. <laughs> That's gross. Well, it, it. It's a weird, that's a, that's a news of the weird, uh, but it kind of makes sense, you know, but they're, they're concerned about it. They're, they're, they're worried. It's going to change the mess up the fish and, uh, you know, their migratory habitat. They got a lot. Florida has a lot of money invested in fishing. Yeah. As you know. Yeah. It, that's, that's just a weird deal. I don't, I don't like any part of that. I came home to, uh, our garden exploding and I'll tell you what made a huge mistake this year, built a 12 foot garden, you know, like 12 by six garden. Yeah. And we have these outside planters as well. The outside planters are doing terrible, but the big 12 by six gardens doing fantastic. The water system work on it. Water system works great, except for now I've got to, I got to put it on a higher, like I got to put some poles or something in the, to raise them plants? up. Yeah. Because my plants have grown so tall that the water can't get, can't cover everything because it's blocked by giant leaves. I'll tell you the, the mistake I made those, I put cucumbers in and I'm, I mean, this relates to, you know, eating the fish. I'm, I'm like right in there with you as how your garden relates to so I, scientific uh, experiment. Yeah. So I, we came home to a bunch of peppers. I, at first, my huge mistake was putting cucumbers in anywhere next to anything. We came home and those cucumber vines had attached themselves to every other plant. And I had to sit there and cut them all away from all the other plants and pull them in one direction, you know, to get them to grow out over the, the planter. It was, uh, it was a mess. They're trying to take over everything. And, uh, but, um, came home to a bunch of peppers and I mean, we're ready to pick like bell peppers and banana peppers. And so got all those cut off and, uh, and, and harvested. And I thought, man, this is cool. Cause I do the thing where I cut these peppers in half and then fill them with, uh, venison deer meat. Right. And then like cheese over the top of them and put them in the broiler and, uh, cook them up like a, come on now, a stuffed pepper, right. You know, kind of a stuffed pepper. That deal. is what it is. Yeah. I guess that's exactly what it is. But, uh, it's, I started thinking, holy cow. How more like homegrown are you growing your own peppers, harvested your own venison? Made I mean, your the whole own meal. Cheese. Yeah, that was the one thing that I was thinking, <laughs> what could I do to add some flavor to it where it can be 100% uh, homegrown? But so anyway, it's just a, it's Ground an interesting. your own salt. Made yeah, your own I'm, pepper. Yeah. Well, we're not, you know, we're not crazy <laughs> but it is cool to uh there is a there is a grocery store yeah there you, you, there's plenty of people that can grind pepper for you um it's just cool to have you know some of those elements like that like home grown there's a different feeling to it you know it's like wow that's that's pretty cool you know or like like what i made that are like really they got a ton of stuff coming out of their gardens but how do those things how does the uh caffeine oh, the fish 
Yeah. The fish. Tie those together for me because I'm lost. You know? Oh, well, I was just saying how much healthier it is to have your own homegrown food choices than to go to, you know, these places and catch these fish with heart medication. Like I could, I could put fish in my pond, harvest clean fish out of my pond, harvest venison off my dirt and grow my own vegetables. And it's like, I know there's no heart medicine in any of those things. It's, yeah. they're all organically. You get you a pair harvested. of Birkenstocks and, uh, you'll be just oh, fine. Man. Come there on, no, man. There ain't no Birkenstocks where it's going to be killing deer. And yeah. You'll be wearing shorts. We our, no, it's just that shorts whole with your boots on. Yeah. Well, I'll do that. I do that anyway. Uh, it's that whole thing, you know, like killing deer and then, and then like, you know how we, we've been making our own hamburger the last couple of years, yeah. you know, grinding up. You just take that next step of the harvest, you know, and initiate that next step where it just brings you one step closer to speaking uh, of speaking of doing I it think, all. I think this year when we do our deer, we need to shoot a couple of hogs and instead of buying brisket, let's cut up that lean hog and use it for our, uh, you know, the kind of stuff to bring out a little moisture the in the, yeah, the fat. Hey, everybody at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired. It can be hard to find a mechanic you trust. We use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service, family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance company since 1978. Each and every person Sun Auto at Sun Automotive works hard to demonstrate that they take pride in what they do, and they want to be the place you bring your vehicle anytime it needs scheduled maintenance or repairs. When it comes to your auto repair and maintenance needs, brake repairs transmission services sun automotive sincerely appreciates having the opportunity to serve you at the sun auto service repair shop nearest you follow them on facebook for great maintenance tips and specials every week there's locations all around central texas 405 west slaughter lane 1300 medical parkway in cedar park 1403 rivery boulevard in georgetown and lakeway 1206 Ranch Road 620. Hey, if you want to find a Sun Auto near you, go to sunautoservice.com. Sunautoservice.com. So, uh, hey, uh, I was reading some game warden field notes and uh, wanted to get this one. I thought this was interesting. Uh, two game wardens were recognized recognized for saving the life of a canine officer in 2020 game wardens were performing canine sniff for human remains with canine Bosch. The canine officer sustained a deep lacerations game wardens, Johnny Owen and Pat Thorpe carried Bosch to the truck and administered trauma first aid after being rushed to the veterinarian, Dr. Mike Dodd performed surgery on an artery, stopping the bleeding. The wardens were awarded a director's life-saving citation at Texas Parks and Wildlife Commission March meeting. Canine Bosch is fully recovered and retired. So the canines, people, I don't think know how much, uh, canines are used not just by um law enforcement and, and not just at the airport but uh parks and wildlife uses them all the time and i didn't yeah. i didn't i didn't realize the extent of it but or drug dogs as my wife calls them there was a officer the other day that apparently it was part of some story she was telling me where a uh an officer with a dog was walking into a store and uh, she kept calling it a drug dog. An officer with a drug dog. I was like, how do you know it was a drug dog? Because it was with an officer. I was like, <laughs> well, the dogs do different stuff. I mean, it could have been a bomb detecting dog. It could have been, you know, I mean, they're not just for detecting drugs. They're not just <laughs> drug dogs. I never, There's more to them. Yeah, I never thought about it, but I guess... Some of them, well, you know, it's like that, uh, like that guy that killed five people and, uh, some in East Texas 
and he got away and, and the dogs couldn't sniff him because, because they brought in dogs to try and track him. And he, he like got on a bike and got away on a bike. So the dogs couldn't track him, but they brought in dogs to track, to track him. And I guess they were, they were police yeah, you dogs. Got people, people tracking they were dogs. trackers. Yeah. yeah. They were trackers. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. It's, it's, and it was in Oklahoma, I believe, where, you know, there's pot on every other corner where she had yeah, seen what, this how drug dog. How confusing can that be? You train a dog to find pot and then everywhere he goes. Yeah. You I just, saw that. I saw that in Oklahoma too. And yeah. I remember you, you told me that a, a while back and then I was traveling in Oklahoma and I thought, and you, and you said this and I thought, God, that is right. Every little town. Like, you know, they, they like close dollar generals and open pot stores. So there's like nine pot stores in every little town. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird deal. And I think only medical marijuana that's legal now, don't quote me on any of that, but, and in that case, I think it's even funnier because it's like, well, how, I mean, there are a lot of people got sick really fast (laughs) that needed marijuana. I made a post uh, after driving through Oklahoma, just a worried Texan post, right? It was a reel that I put on my Instagram, like, I'm a worried Texan looking out for my neighbor here, Oklahoma. I saw trees growing out of the top of silos. I saw camels in the, in the middle of cattle pastures. I saw dudes dressing in uh, skirts and... Uh, and every tractor store in every small town is now a pot store. I said, I'm worried about you, Oklahoma. And for about the first half of the comments that I got, they were all, you know, that's funny or laughing or whatever. The second half turned, uh, I got some haters in there. I had like 15,000 views or something, uh, 16,000 views on that silly little video I did you know, road weary after driving all day in a hotel room. That is not when you're supposed to be making social media <laughs> posts. <when laughs> I you... know, but I thought, man, I better make it now. Cause I start fishing tomorrow and I, you know, it's hard to do any social media stuff. So I put this little post out and thought it was hilarious. thought it was funny. You know, I was just doing it to be funny as a worried neighbor of Oklahoma, a worried Texas neighbor of Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, I got under some people's skin that I. Oh, dude, the Texas I, Oklahoma thing. Well, yeah, I'm refraining I, I, right now from doing and Texas Oklahoma jokes because I have really good buddies in Oklahoma now that are killing it with KOZ and. My I deal love, was like, I it's just I'm just worried there. about Oklahoma. That was my thing. I'm just worried about you. I'm just worried about you. I want you to make sure you're all right. You know, concerned friend of oklahoma that's all it was so relax haters so that's all it was uh hey i will tell you about uh something i've grown to love you know before i uh got season started i ordered a maintenance kit for my boat and it came with all the stuff i needed to fix my boat or not fix it but just do regular maintenance right the oil change the impeller uh, I did the spark plugs. I, I did the uh, thermostats. It was time to do thermostats on my boat. I wouldn't have known that, and but it came with that hour service, you know, the 200-hour, 300-hour service or whatever it was. PartsView knew that, right? I just ordered the kit off of PartsView.com. I was a customer before they became a sponsor of the show, Parts view.com p-a-r-t-s-v-u.com it's a online one-stop shop for all your boating needs uh, they've got their mission is to help boaters enjoy each and every day on the water parts view carries full catalogs of genuine oem yamaha mercury suzuki as well as maricruiser stern drives parts and products Look, if you don't have one of those motors, they have all kinds of products. 200,000 products from the marine industry's leading brands like Starbright, AFCO, Turning Point Propellers, TNH Marine. 
303 C Choice Sierra All Flex, and many others. They pride themselves in great prices, fast shipping, handy maintenance kits, which is what I was talking about earlier. You just type in your engine, the horsepower, how many hours it has. It gives you the list of options, whether you want uh, regular oil or synthetic or, you know, those options. And then you pick your kit. They send it to you. It It's super simple. They have helpful customer service and resources to help boaters find exactly the right products for their engines. You need to check them out. If you have a boat or your buddy has a boat and you want to be an awesome buddy, check out partsview.com. That's P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. Hey, so PETA's got a little poke in the eye this week from one of their facilities. Shocking. And uh, it said here, uh, Critterville Animal Shelter owner accused of 39 counts of animal cruelty. Uh, this is out of Florida. Man, Florida, come on now. DeSantis, get it together here. You got some got some wackos there or what? You got drugs in your water. <laughs> and that's why you got, you got people these poking wackos. Poking animals in eyeballs. The owner of Crittersville, an animal shelter in Citrus County, has been charged with 39 counts of animal cruelty. Officials with the Citrus County Sheriff's Office uh, said that they uh, found several cats that were extremely sick and covered in fleas with urine and feces matted into their fur, according to the Sheriff's Office. After opening one cage, ACO found a cat that was assumed to have been dead for multiple days. They found dead cats and dogs in the freezer. Um, they ended up taking... That's what you do with them. 35 them the cats and seven dogs. So this critter, Crittersville facility and their little, the little PETA facility... Uh, I'm not sure it's a PETA facility, but I'm sure they were there to give them good counsel on how to take care of all these animals. Uh, anyway, they're uh, they're up a creek without a paddle. The owner of Crittersville, 56-year-old Lisa Bennett, was placed under arrest and charged with 39 counts of animal cruelty and four counts of aggravated animal cruelty with a total bond of $47,000. That's so, serious. Don't mess with animals. Isn't it, though, that uh, veterinarians will put those animals that they're getting cremated in the freezer or whatever? Right? I don't know what they do with them. They put I them mean, in a freezer. I did some work at a veterinary office one don't time. Don't be fooled thinking that everything is the way it should be. I have a, a friend who owns a uh, landfill. Mm -hmm. And they have one special place where all the vet clinics send those dead. Uh, well, I guess you got, you don't have to call them dead, but by golly, hopefully they're dead. And they put them in these uh, piles of like mulch and they turn them into. Uh, call the buzzard pits. That mulch where that you got there in your flower bed that that you got you're growing them tomatoes with, well they got dogs in them, dogs and cats in them, and those biting dogs your, and cats have your caffeine and heart medication in them, and so those and you're biting peppers your fingernails. and tomatoes <laughs> and those peppers and tomatoes that you're eating, no, good for that's why that stuff's good for your heart. No, I'll tell you what though, I did I did uh, I was trying to figure out so I built this planter. I'm going to bring it all the way. I'm just going to go all the way back. Oh, around. You brought it back up. I'm really farmer, excited. Cody. I'm a daggum farmer, man. You I'm are a farmer. farmer. My golly. I, uh, I ain't got a thing on my plants yet. I planted really late though. So yeah, like last week, but I got it's blueberries. Like, what... Did I tell you that? No, my blueberry bushes have blueberries. There's only like, like a six lot of on nine plants. No, there's not a lot of them, but oh. Hey, they made it this far. They are survivors. I have these little cherry tomatoes. Survivors. I didn't realize how the cherry tomato plants grow one vine out with like 12 cherry tomatoes on it. Like six and six for one shoot. It's insane. I have, if you count them, I have like 
50 cherry tomatoes on three plants right now. So it's insane. Anyway, is my little so, granddaughter going to go out there and pluck them and eat them right off the vine? Yeah, sure. that would be glorious. We've been doing that already. We, uh, the uh, tomatoes and fruit, blackberries, or not blackberries, but the dewberries have been starting to bloom or starting yeah. to come ripe. And so we've we've already gone on one dewberry picking trip. Did you leave that patch out in your pasture? That one big patch. I have a bunch all the way around. I mow a couple lanes. I remember so you your buddy Daryl came out there and he did that one patch, and I thought, man, you need to leave that patch right there because that's a good one. Yeah, I got a bunch. I got a bunch of dewberries. But I was just going to say that I used all uh, material to fill my planter for my plants off off the land as well. Like I used the oh I yeah scraped up. The leaves from under the all the oak trees, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I know you because uh, you sent me that diagram. You said when you build those planters, you got to put cardboard and then sticks and then dirt. And you had this whole and I did it. So, yeah, it works. Your fault if my plants don't survive. And but the, no, mine, are your all fault. Doing gra- mine are doing you, great. OK, good. And I, I had, you know you what? I had a neighbor, I had a neighbor the other day. I, I guess we should talk about hunting and fishing maybe, but I had a neighbor the other day who, uh, we were walking by his house and he's like in the neighborhood next door. And, uh, he said, and we started talking cause I saw he had this greenhouse and all these vegetables. And he was telling me about everything. He said, Hey, are you the guy with the bees? I said, yeah. He goes, thank you very much. Your bees came over here and they pollinated. He said they were been all over my stuff and uh, he's, they cross pollinating everything for me. I thought that's oh, a good thing. Cool. Yeah, it was really cool. I thought, well, that's good. You, the guy with the bees, I've been spraying the hell out of them. <laughs> yeah. They're building nests all over my stuff. I've been spraying them. that'd be horrible that would be police responded to a call from a battle creek michigan apartment complex on the night of wednesday march 8th to find a 40 year old alleged intruder had been shot inside one of the complex's units just after 9 30 p.m the accused man had apparently forced his way into one of the apartments and confronted an armed resident who opened fire subduing the burglar When the police arrived, the suspect was wounded, but still alive. And he was transported to area hospital where he later died. At this time, it appears that the victim acted in self-defense, police said. Then there was an armed homeowner who shot and killed a a charging bull moose in his yard in Terryton, Idaho. There you go, Idaho. Uh, This is on January 21st after the animal had been frequenting the area more than a week according to reports the adult male moose was becoming increasingly irritated due to its proximity to local residents a local homeowner was attempting to scare the moose out of his yard when the animal charged the resident was armed with an open and opened fire on the moose killing it and causing it to stop only a few yards away from him the man was no i Uninjured in the incident, and Jefferson County, Idaho deputies and fish and game conservation officers de- determined that it was an act of self-defense, so no charges have been filed. I I have a lot of the same response as this moose in a lot of ways. <laughs> I thought that I, I thought about you. You're around. I become increasingly irritated. increasingly irritated due to the proximity of local residences. <laughs> That's why we moved out here to the farm. I had a oh, I had a pretend so HOA at my last uh, residence that was they claimed to be an HOA, but there was no HOA. But they called themselves the HOA, but they weren't because there wasn't an HOA. You don't want oh. to go down that trail, so oh, leave my that behind. That's all in your past. Serenity. Your, your now. biggest problem now. Serenity is... now. Increasingly irritated due to the proximity of local residents. Keystone Bank experienced the value of community banking where local matters. Come join the Bank of Choice for Austin community members, families, 
and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. You know who to talk to when you call up the bank. You know your banker. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. The mobile app works perfectly when you're traveling anywhere you are. Sit at home and do your banking. To learn more, get started with the Keystone account. Visit one of our locations in person, 11,500 B Caves Road in West Austin, 500 Pressler Street in downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to their website, keystone.bank, for all the information. Keystone.bank for all their information. And I wanted to say two things. One is uh, Jeff Wilkinson, our buddy over there, has a great podcast and uh you need to you need to go to his podcast he did an interview with the guy who owns uh falcon boxes you know it's the storage boxes the um the containers the big uh shipping containers and uh he's a big player here and on all the different things they do with them it's a great podcast and right now their cds are like um six percent which is crazy yeah they're they're offering some great money on their accounts so, right now. Keystone, yeah. man, they're, those guys are killing it over there. They're cutting, cutting edge. So uh, Keystone.bank, Keystone.bank. Love those guys over there. Uh, Give me your closing thoughts on this special episode of The Outdoor Zone. I, li uh, I like this. I like the idea of inviting people in to kind of see what we do. I mean, yeah, it's been super fun. I do want to make sure that uh, – behind us over here you can see that um we promote the next generation beefsteak in with us this week and uh and the the theme for the texas outdoor riders association event uh their annual conference this year was next generation and he went and represented uh kids outdoor zone and where are we going to get the next generation of outdoors hunting fishing outdoor kids to come from the average kid spends 40 minutes a week outside 70 hours a week in front of a screen and that was, uh, those are pre-covid numbers too i like yes, to point out that is those correct. are numbers pre-covid and so it's not getting any better and the half the kids don't have a dad at home who was traditionally the one who taught them hunting and fishing and camping and hiking and did all that stuff not that moms can't and not that moms don't but a boy needs a man to be a man and a kids outdoor zone is a program. It's available for you to start a group in your church. If there's a man out there that wants to start a group in his church, he just goes to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you have a little boy somewhere out there that needs a good male mentor, um, boys eight to 18 can join a KOZ group. So jump on kidsoutdoorzone.com and find a group in your area and get a boy, get, get that boy involved in a local group, or if you want to donate to kids outdoor zone, if you want to be a part of growing this program across the country, it's gone from one little group to over 26 States, a thousand boys a month, Canada, um, in, uh, you can be a part of that and you don't have to go out and be a mentor, but you can sure jump in by donating, sending money, uh, donated land vehicles, those kind of things. Just go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. Get in touch with me and let me know how we can partner up together. So anyway, that's the plug and we miss beefsteak, but no, I, I, I like this. I like being with our peeps. I, I like, uh, I like it. All right. Well, Hey, this week I want to leave you with Ephesians four thirty two. be kind, compassionate, and forgiving to each other. In the same way that God forgave you in Christ. Yikes. That one's uh that one's no joke. So live it, love, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time next week. Thanks for uh, hanging that's out. That's right. Hey, it's uh this week I want to encourage you to get the kids off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds, the trees, heck, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is. As long as you get them into the great outdoor zone, Cody and I are both headed to church right now. And beefsteak is actually at church right now. I want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community somewhere. Guys, get your, uh, get your family together, go to a church and then, uh, and then go catch a buffet somewhere and enjoy some time with your family. Um, I guess from Cody Ryan, TJ beefsteak and, uh, 
and the crew here at the Outdoor Zone, we just want to say thank you for watching. God bless. And regulators, mount up. Are you there?